El Natural. Just yeah. go. Did you press the button? I already pushed the button. So now there is, this is recording. We are recording. It's been recording. All right. I'll I'll cut this and we'll start. Ready? No, we don't do that. Action. And hello? I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. John. Tony. Each of us has picked a specific movie genre. I have horror, thriller. I have action adventure. Ooh. (laughs) Someone else coming. Drama and romance. (laughs) I have just straight confusion. Thanks for making it weird, babe. And we, are, and we are the underappreciated movie podcast. Because I don't think we say that anymore. Yeah. We Welcome take, to no. the Underappreciated Movie Podcast. We take turns selecting from our movie genre, movies that, in our opinions, have not received the respect. When they know that from they had a click on it and it has a little icon that's in there, you should do Maybe it. it's accidental. People still say it, though. Welcome. We, it's important to have an intro, which we currently don't have an intro. So now it just is this. But I'm sh- sorry. You know what I hate more than that, though? What? Since we're... You know, killing air airing the I hate when you walk, we'll click on a YouTube video and they give you a preview of the YouTube video you're going to watch. That's like, Can you please just fucking show me the so video? So you've been watching video- Stone Cold Countertops? No, it's just all kinds of fucking videos. <laughs> the video is six minutes long. Yeah. You give me a 30-second intro yeah. of something about to see that six minutes the long. The only thing I hate worse than that are there's a few podcasts that I used to listen to that I don't anymore. Because of this fucking shit right here. Is They're like 14 minutes long, but they'll have two two-minute commercial breaks yeah. i'm like seriously dude you want to know what i hate the most about youtube videos when they start the video and then they do like so they'll have like 15 seconds where they talk to you and then they play their little intro mm-hmm. but their intro music is ten thousand times louder <laughs> uh, yeah. than them talking so you turn it up to hear them then you got to turn it really down and then you got to turn it back up and mm-hmm. then they play their outro music, and you're not expecting it. And it's so loud. Yeah. Or when they think they're slick with their ads, they'll be like, "Hey, this is Bliga Blaga, and I want to talk about my Bliga Blaga stuff." But first, here's let me tell you about the mattress I sleep on. I'm like, you didn't trick me, bitch. And I just get <laughs> across. Like I'm drinking juice. You know, this is the best yeah. juice ever because it's from Number One Juice Company, and it's right. got all these minerals and everything. And I'm like, skip, skip. Minerals skip, skip, in skip. your juice? Gross. <laughs> Well, you ever see, like, the, the waters, and it uh-huh. says enhanced with minerals? Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, you didn't enhance shit. You pulled water, and it happens to have these things called minerals in it. Okay. Because it's water. You did hit record, though. We are recording this. I think I don't fucking know. Hello, friends. <laughs> because we completely started having a conversation that we would have if we were not actually now, recording. Is now, right Ben now. having a conversation with us in his car? <laughs> right now, Ben's ben probably that? skipping forward. <laughs> yeah, say, I can imagine Audrey going, get to the fucking movie. Yeah. Well, we'll find out. <laughs> she does have thoughts. But this week... This uh, yes, I'm on the podcast. Is Elaine's pick? Oh crap! Wake up, Carlin. This week on the podcast, we are out is of Elaine's pick. Oh, the no. Emperor's New Groove. God, um, who, who knew that the glue that held us together was that beginning song? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Madhouse, anyway. but I have. I'll have the some thoughts on Living this movie together. later by Audra. hysteria. I do have some thoughts about this movie by Audra, but I'll say that to the end. But okay. is that previous true? previous yes, this man movie? Has no dick. Uh, I got uh, a text from Audra that said, yeah, I probably won't watch Brightburn. Okay. And then she says, also, if my alien baby was doing weird shit, I would definitely tell Ken. Ken is her husband. Well, yeah. I mean. And I said, I think you would have to have a weekly alien baby meeting, just in case. <laughs> Any weird shit this week? No? Yes? He ate a fork? Yep. So I just thought I would tell you guys that, that Audra does not want to watch he that. He threw a lawnmower over the horizon? Good to know. Speaking of llamas, the Emperor's New Groove. Boom, baby. This is a Disney movie that was rated G and came out in the year 2000. Mm. It has an 80 
6% thermometer score, an 83% audience score. It has a 7.4 out of 10 on IMDb with a 70% Metacritic score. Came out in the aftermath of Y2K. Yes. Still made it. It uh, had a budget of $100 million. $100 million. <laughs> and in the U.S., it only grossed $89 million. Was that a Dr. Evil impression? Because it was terrible. It was just... Well, she didn't do the pinky. You got it. Everybody knows. I'm sorry. Well, this is an audio <clears throat> medium. <laughs> really? Then why She's we doing the snakes? She's a wrinkles fairy dust, though. Why we keep doing the snakes? What snakes? Like this. Uh, the ones yeah. that face each other like this. Okay, thank you. Um, it, in the U.S., it only grossed $89 million, So it did not make its money back in the U.S. And worldwide, it was $169 million, it still but still, back. still it makes its money back. So I'm going to call this a flopperoonie. For Disney, wow. House yeah. of Mouse was not a... Having the power there. Well... Sorry, they recovered. I had a couple hits after that. They've had plenty of hits, but this movie was kind of a, a little bit different than their normal Disney fare. Um, it was directed by Mark Dindle, who also directed Chicken Little. The Chicken Little? Yes, do you remember that movie? Yes. Is that the Mel Gibson one? No. Oh. Uh, I never saw it. it Cross and Gwen watched yeah. that a lot. It was in heavy rotation in our house for a little bit. And uh, he also wrote, um, Chick- uh, wrote The Emperor's New Groove. He was one of the credited writers. He also wrote Chicken Little. And then there are ten credited writers on this script. Wow. The top three are the director, and then Chris Williams, who also worked on Bolt and Mulan, and then David Reynolds, who worked on Finding Nemo, Fantasia 2000, and Mulan. Hmm. So a lot of hands in this pot. A lot of hands in this pot. It stars David Spade as Cusco. Boom, baby. Um, he's also pretty famous for being in Just Shoot Me and Joe Dirt. It's Dirtay. Oh, and Tommy Boy, which I always forget about. This is the first time he's been on here. Yes, this is the first yeah. occurrence of David Spade. I think he just showed up in a cameo in something. We don't do any uh, Adam Sandler movies. <laughs> <laughs> And then it is starring the wonderful John Goodman as Pancha. He's got to be in something. Done right. Okay. I will tell you right now. Oh, yeah. Fallen. Yep. I didn't look up any of these people. I don't. Look, I didn't write it down. <laughs> I'm literally. You usually look up people in our movies. <laughs> she usually looks up key grips. I'm shocked. A, I'm having a rough She's week. like, do you know who the, did the titles for this movie? I'm just. I know it's shocking. It's okay. John Goodman is fantastic, and I didn't look at any of. Well, his you know him feet. from Fallen mm-hmm. and Roseanne, mm-hmm. uh huh, and King Ralph. Oh yeah. Stop. Oh yeah. <laughs> Why haven't you picked King Ralph yet? I didn't. Know. It's a good movie, and you really like it. I do. Tiny bubbles. Never saw it. You never saw King Ralph. Mm-hmm. You've never seen the Emperor. Right, so the premise is never seen the entire Ruby? royal family gets killed. Oh, I mean, I've heard of it. <laughs> and they look for the last surviving heir. And this it's is John like, Goodman. oh my god, this is like if you became King of England. Oh. That's what King Ralph is. I gotta say, before they went with, hey, let's go with some guy from America, they'd be like, yeah, let's just pick somebody. Else. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and then uh, we have Eartha Kitt playing Isma, and she's famous from... for being Catwoman that in was the mine. 60s Batman. And she sung Santa Baby. Yes, she did. Santa Baby. She was also in Boomerang. She was. Mm. She was. She's in a lot of stuff. She's a very famous, famous actress. And then... She's an actor. Patrick Warburton, playing the character of Kronk. He was in... 
Or the movie you did with the book. Was it Taken? No, not Taken. Not Losers. What was the one with the cholera? It's My Art? Yeah. That's Playing It Cool. Playing It Cool. He was in that for like a second. He does a lot of voice work. And then he's also, he was in um, Get Smart, which is a movie I like. With The Rock. Yes, but that's not why I like it. Well, The Rock's not a good actor. He always just no. plays The Rock. He's on Rules of Engagement. That's where I know him mostly from. Mm-hmm. He's just great. And you get your dog to stop licking his balls right there. So That's your dog. Hey. Whatever. <laughs> no, he's doing something wrong with your dog. N- I'm pretty sure he's still your dog. What did you think going into this movie, John? I thought, wow, I haven't seen this in a long time. Um, I hope it holds up. Okay. Uh, Carly? I thought, I've seen this one. But then I realized in my head, I have seen it, but in my head, this movie and Hercules kind of run together. And I know that there's not a lot of similarities. But I no. think, like, maybe the color scheme of the animation is similar or something where, like, in my head, like, um, Hades and Yzma could be the same character. <laughs> it's a similar, it's a similar I, palette. I, I think color. they came out at the same time. I'm not sure what year Hercules came out, but I think they were... Close together, yeah. They were of the same era... Error? Era? Era of Disney movies? I've seen them both, but in my head, I hadn't seen either one of them since, so they kind of intermingled. Well, what was that? Is it time to take your medication? It was just a Facebook thing. I thought I turned it all off. Uh huh. Incorrect. What'd you think going in, Tony? I had never seen this before. I had watched the cartoon series like a couple of times, but I'd never seen the movie. That's odd yeah. that you've seen the cartoon series. But well, it was wrong. on Disney Channel or something yeah. I watched when I was little. All right. <clears throat> so. You and Vic hang out and watch Cusco? I don't know <laughs> what it was. I just, I just remembered I'd seen the cartoon. I think it was when I was babysitting. My, yeah, we'll go with cousins. that. And I think, because I think on the cartoon, Kronk and, um, oh, I forget the main guy's name. Kusha hey. or, no, Kuzco. Yeah, they're like friends or something. Well, Because it's a lot more about them in the well, show. spoilers by the end of the movie. No. This is how they become friends. Yeah, but that's what the show Our is Our roommate, about. Amanda, was like, you really should watch the TV show. And I was like, I'm, I'm not seven. You're like, no. I'm good. <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna. <laughs> we'll miss out on that. Deep, Apparently, deep she loves the TV show. I mean, I'm, I'm busy watching Reba. She's, hey, you know, she's a single <laughs> now, mom. Now, she's a little younger yeah, than yeah. me, but in 2000, she was in high school. <laughs> I mean, well, like, I guess she was very into. I don't know when the TV show came out. Was it before this? Was it after? It would have been after because they wouldn't have made a TV show if it wasn't. It had to be early 2000s. So she was an adult, just loving on this show. But did this come out before or after Reba? Before, I think. Yeah, I okay. Know. While he looks Reba. that up, let me tell you what Cubs and Culture thought. <laughs> I think this film wasn't initially well received because it's so different from much of the Disney canon. It's much closer to the classic Looney Tunes in its zaniness than, say, Sleeping Beauty. It's very bright and kooky in its animation style. It's a comedy in which the plot is basically incidental to the proceedings. And films like this live and die on the performances of their principals. Um, Goodman, Spade, Kit, and Warburton are all perfect in this film. Every time I watch it, it is just as engaging and delightful as the first time I saw it. The series Reba started in 2001. This was before Reba. And ended in 2007. It was a sad day. Cubs and Culture gives it a 10 out of 10. Did you see that Reba? Had gotten stranded yeah. out of the building. I posted it in our <laughs> Facebook <laughs> group. 
That's, that's I, thought why that was I was going through that way. Huh. And just kept strolling. Didn't really think about it. He showed it to me and I said, Graboids? <laughs> <clears throat> Runs. Gives it a one out of ten. A half-hearted effort in, a, in every sense of the word. The simplified animation, smarmy campiness, and attempts to appear relevant fall completely flat in this Disney animated feature. This tired tale of enlightenment might be excusable if there was anything fresh or entertaining along the way. <laughs> Sorry, the art is quite different from typical Disney fare and probably due to accelerated production schedule. In any case, it's a step down in that department as well. Perhaps young children, at least those who enjoy any and all cartoons, will find something of value here. Everyone else steer clear. Well, One out of ten. Put that out. Uh, 2004. Hmm. The first one was from this year. No. <laughs> the second one was from 2004. So four years after it came So who the fuck's sitting around in 2021 going, let's review a cartoon in yeah. 2000? I don't know. I mean, this movie can drink alcohol legally. This, I don't know, man. This is, I know you, you hate, Elaine hates this, but I think this is a cult movie because this is a really big movie I've, I heard from a lot of lots of places and stuff. You had not seen it. But I had not seen it, yeah. Carly saw it. But I know it's a bigger movie than... Just being a sort of flop cartoon because well, I've heard a lot of people talk well, about it's, this movie. It's not a flop; it's underappreciated. Right. Which is luckily that name of our podcast is underappreciated. This oh. we this was still in the era of blockbuster, still yeah. in the area of video rentals. I think it probably did really good That's on video it. sales. And bl- there's the something about That's a thing. <laughs> yes, the blockbuster era. Um, With the big boom before movie streaming, for yeah. Redbox, BS killed the industry. BS man, BRB for Redbox. But there's something about kids' movies where even if everybody tells you how much they love it, it's they still sometimes do pretty crap. Uh-huh. Because the only people that watch them are children. And well, let's get started. Watch them and watch them and we're watching them. What? Mm. What was that? I'm, I'm waiting what? for you to start. I was having a and, conversation. And we do that. We did that, too. I remember... There's plenty of movies that I was like, this is the greatest movie I've ever seen Big when Trouble I was a little time? kid. No. <laughs> when I was a little kid, and then when I rewatch it, I'm like, mm, it's oh, good. Harley Davidson and Marvel. There are movies I've seen. Dark Crystal. That movie's like terrible. It. it is. But people swear by it. And I, re- I bought it like if, maybe five years ago. I was like, fucking yeah, man. I watched it. I was like, this sucks. It's rose colored glasses. Yeah. You remember when you were a kid? Mm-hmm. And that's why everybody likes Star Wars because those movies suck balls. Well. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, like, there are movies. I'm not going on that train. There are like Disney movies and other kind of kids movies that I watched probably 20 times in one week. Yeah. When I was when the kids were little, because that's just what they wanted to. No, I want to watch that one. Yeah. It'll end, and they'll be like, "Let's watch it again." Are you serious? <laughs> but you know, they'll just watch it all over. Again. We're watching the crap out of bed knobs and broomsticks. <gasps> I love bed but I haven't knobs. watched Look what it. You but I haven't watched it since. So Let me write that. Down. I'm gonna go take. A, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go take a nap. I don't know. I I'm think watch the apple dumpling. Game. Oh my god! I think bed knobs and Hot broomsticks is on um, Disney Plus. I think, oh, I would hope so. I. It's like I think Mary Poppins might be on there too. Yeah, think. <laughs> oh, I like Mary Poppins, but I think I almost picked that at one point because. And it's not underappreciated. I'll have to look at it. I think Mary I was Poppins? Pick, no, Bed Knobs oh, and Broomsticks. Yeah. Mary Poppins is definitely not. Oh, like, <laughs> no. that's like one of the Yeah, Mary Poppins is not going to get it. <laughs> All right, well. Maybe the new one. Speaking of other musicals. No one liked it. The Emperor's New Groove. Hmm. It begins. 
Yes, it's a like all the Disney movies are musicals. It's not. It has a music number in it. It's it not no. as musical as like The Little Mermaid and stuff no, like I that. would say <laughs> I would say it's not a musical. Mm-hmm. It just has music in it. It has a musical number, but it is not a musical. Like Hercules mm-hmm. is a musical, mm-hmm. but this one is not. Maybe that's why people didn't like it as much because it wasn't actually a musical. More music. Yeah. Because Amanda, our roommate, did say that there weren't any good songs. Like, she's like, I want to listen to the good songs. <laughs> Everybody has the favorite song from every Disney movie. There isn't really. She's like, there's not really any good songs in this. No. Is so, this? Cusco, long away. Apparently, John disagrees. Hot take. <laughs> so, it starts. This movie is only an hour and 80 minutes long. It's very it's funny because our podcast is going to be two hours long. So, long ago, somewhere deep in a jungle, we see... And then we see a sad, scared llama sitting in the rain. We get some narration by Cusco. David Spade. And he tells us that he was a mighty emperor. And now he has been turned into a llama. And then he decides to go back to tell us how it all started. We flash all the way back to baby Cusco. (laughs) Which, for a moment. And then he's like, no, no, a little bit farther forward. And then we go to... present day Cusco, like two days before, maybe, (laughs) before sad llama Cusco. And uh, we see Cusco in all his glory. He is dancing his way through his life. We get a theme song sung by the wonderful Tom Jones. Now, what's funny about this is they offered the sting the chance to make a song for this. And he said, you need someone young and hip to do this. So they went, yeah, young and hip, Tom Jones. (laughs) But it's Sting just, still does a music song for Yes, me. the closing credits is done to a song by Sting. But they offered him this. As the, but he didn't want to be the, the feature song. So you need someone young and hip. Tom Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Could have got a Green Day or something. <laughs> <laughs> it was 2000. It was around 2000. I don't, I, what was Britney Spears doing? <laughs> I mean, in 2000, Justin Bieber. 2000, Justin, that was oh, the... Oh, uh, that <laughs> There. They could have got Justin Timberlake and half of NSYNC to do this. And it would have been maybe. Great. I mean, a lot of those NSYNC guys did used to work with Disney, so. It wouldn't have been hard. They, they have them on <clears> a <throat> fucking speed dial. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> so we see Cusco. He's got a theme song. He's dancing around. He's living his life. He's He's got a groove. And the old man. And really then he bumps into an old man. And he says, you threw off my groove. <coughs> and one of the palace guards comes and says, I'm sorry, you've thrown off the emperor's groove. And throws him out of a window off a cliff. So. Is an absolute monarchy great? Mm-hmm. Yes. Because Cusco's like, I'm the best. Everybody loves me. Look how great my life is. And then he has the dude thrown out the window because he messes up his groove. And apparently I was on crack because I wrote a sentence that makes no sense. <laughs> I don't know where we were. Um, I'm going to skip right over that. She's going to skip right over it. And then we introduce Pancha, who and um, Cusco narrates and tells us he's going to tell introduce us to the people that uh, made his life so miserable, ruined his life. And first we are introduced to Pancha, the village elder. And um, he is arriving at the palace. He's the village elder? Yes. He look or headman. Headman's the head of his village. He's the headman. He's the chieftain? Well, I thought they called him the village elder. He can't be. He's not that old. But he's had a people die real young. You don't have to be the oldest to be an elder. 
They might have died young. I mean, well, they, they do live is, on top of a cliff. Yeah. I don't know what I what um this is supposed to be. I never really say what. Yeah. You know, they're I not. I read that it was supposed to be in Mesoamerica, but it takes place in Peru. In the <laughs> in the theme song, they talk about Peru, which would make it Incan. Or based on the Incas, because that is where they were. But it's kind of more mishmash. And it's very... I don't think they're trying to say anything. Well, this was one of the first movies that had a lot of pop culture references in it and a lot of fourth wall breaks. So this was very Deadpool-like. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This is not as cool as the pool. No. Did I say that? But this was one of the first movies that did that. It was kind of groundbreaking in its way. Mm. Leading the way for Shrek. Now, yeah. that movie's not underappreciated because no. I think that still makes like a billion dollars a day. It is. And they've made a million of them, but I love that first one. The first one was really I can, different. like, recite it. <laughs> Anyways, it was a movie that Cassie's daughter watched yeah, a million times. times. And I was always happy to join her. <laughs> but, um, Poncho is at the palace. He helps the old man who got thrown out of the wind window off a he's like hanging on some kind of hook thing yeah he doesn't die he gets caught in some banners yeah no, he would have died and yeah. poncho helps him down and then the old man tells him <laughs> to beware the, the heart attack or falling at being thrown out of a window might yeah the old man tells him to beware of the groove don't throw off his groove wow poncho's like what and he's like the groove the groove <laughs> then we flash to yzma she is the emperor's <laughs> advisor and her right hand man Kronk. And um, Cusco tells us that Yzma has started uh, trying to run the country behind his back, and he is not having this. Mm-hmm. And we see her dispensing justice as if she was the emperor. She's very... Sitting on his throne. She's evil and awful. She doesn't care about the people either. <laughs> not at all. Well, most people who are in positions of power don't actually care about the people. They just care about the power. I mean, nothing like in this country. Nothing like in this country. <laughs> So Cusco kind of sneaks up on Isma while she is pretending to be the emperor. And um, he startles her and she starts to apologize. And he tunes her out because he's distracted by all the wrinkles on her face and the fact that there is lettuce in her teeth, which is kind of funny. And then he finally interrupts her and uh, fires her in a kind of very rude way. He's like, it's all right. You're fired. And her feelings are very, very hurt. But once he once he dismisses her from his presence, then Pancha is announced. And Cusco tells Pancha that he's been waiting for him. He's just the man that can solve his problem. He's so excited to see him. And he brings him over, and there is a model of Pancha's village. And he asks him where the best son is. Like, what's getting the best son? And Pancha tells him... What sings? Pancha, you ask him what sings, and he says, right here. And Pancha says that right here, this is the best place. The hills, you can hear the hills sing from right here. And Cusco is like, awesome, great, thanks for all your help. Glad you could be here. You've solved my problem. And Pancha's like, that's it? And he's like, yep, I just needed to, to know that before I okayed that place for my pool. And then he... Flicks the tiny little house off the top of the hill and says boom and drops in Cusco Topia. That house is Poncha's house. Yes, I know. 
and uh, this is going to be his summer home. And Pacha is like, well, what about our village? Where will we live? And he says, don't know, don't care. So he's not just destroying Pacha's house. He's also going plans to destroy the whole village. Like he's not going to have a bunch of villagers right underneath his summer home. And when he asked about the, he's like, do you know why I'm here? Your village is so important. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, I know we supply the corn mm-hmm. or something the food. to mm-hmm. the castle. It's like, and the wool. <laughs> so this guy's a fucking moron. He doesn't supply all. He's also 18. Did they yeah. say that yet? He's 18. Well, no, no. He'll be he'll be 18, and that's when in a couple of days. He's yeah. going to announce it at his birthday celebration. Insane. <laughs> because at his birthday celebration not, is when Isma gives of. that eulogy. Yeah. In most countries, when you're a real young like that, you have a regent. Didn't Japan have a? Ten-year-old emperor yeah, for a year. Yeah, yeah. So of course if I'm like he six, I'm the emperor. Think about the, the ramifications. He's a child. Yeah. <laughs> Although this may surprise you, but the region usually tries to seize power. What? Although, I would say if he's 18 and this is Mesoamerica, he's probably been considered an adult since he's he was like 15. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. let's They're let's be real. Like probably probably 15, 16. That's when you'd be. Or you're considered an adult. So he's probably beyond his age of regency. But if Yzma was his regent, then that's probably why, as he gets, you know, that's probably why she's continuing to try to... To run the place. Run the place, because she was used to it as his regent. But we don't know. She's way too old to be It doesn't matter. Because none of that stuff really matters. Yeah. It's, very, it's, a, it's a very lighthearted... They don't, yeah, let's not date too deep in this. But... Uh, so then Pacha leaves and is all depressed. And then we flash to Yzma. She's angry. She is, Kronk is supplying Cusco heads for her to smash with a hammer <laughs> to get her. It's a um, mallet a hammer. Made out of stone. A mallet is not a hammer? It's different. Okay. Why, why would not a mallet not be considered kind a type of hammer? Mm-hmm. Or is why? a hammer no, a mallet. type of mallet? No, a mallet is a type of hammer. <laughs> it's a mallet. But... It is a type of hammer. It's a mallet. It is a mallet, but it's also a type of hammer. She's smashing it with a hammer. <laughs> and later when she says, so she decides, she's talking to Kronk, and Kronk is Patrick Warburton, the greatest character in this movie. Spoilers, and, shit! Uh, <laughs> when Tony told me he was in the movie, I was like, oh, I love him! <laughs> that dude's voice. So <laughs> But Kronk is a little bit silly and maybe doesn't necessarily understand everything. <laughs> he's a little, he, he's not all there. He's not all, he's a little slow. But um, she decides to get rid of Cusco and she has got this idea that she's going to turn him into a flea and then put that flea in a box and put that box in another box and then smash it with a hammer. No, mail it to herself, herself and then, then smash it, it You're right. with a mallet. She says smash it with a hammer. Now, the type of hammer she uses is a mallet, but she clearly <laughs> says smash it with a hammer. <laughs> you, look like, you look like Phantasma there. Thank you. And then she goes, or... That wasn't a thank you. Oh. Okay. <laughs> or I could just poison him instead. To the secret lab, Kronk. Pull the lever. So they pull a lever. And they fall. And they fall through a trap door into crocodile-infested waters. (laughs) Why do we even have that lever? we know is really bad, because crocodiles can get real big. That's what I hear. It's real dangerous. See Lake Placid. I don't know what you're talking about. See our episode on Lake Placid. With Oliver Platt. Uh Uh-huh. 
And um, great, Oliver Platt. Yes, they come back and they say, why do we even have that lever? And then they pull the other lever. And this lever dumps, the, dumps them into a roller coaster in which takes them down to the lab. And that dumps them into their lab suits. They have special attire for being in the lab. Uh, she then mixes up some poison and gives it to Coos, uh, to Kronk to serve. Poison? Poison, to, poison, poison. To serve him Never with dinner. Never trust a big butt and a smile, that girl is poison. You know who does not have a big butt or a smile in this movie? Isma. <laughs> <laughs> She's skeletal. I know, that's so, like, ugh. Give that girl a sandwich. So they go to dinner, which Kronk has prepared himself. He's a very fine chef and very... Very um, proud of his efforts right. in the kitchen. And Isma's like, do you have the poison? The poison for Cusco? And he's like, I made a such and such and such and such. And she's like, I don't care. <laughs> what about the poison? And he's like, oh, that's here too. And, <laughs> but my food is good. Yeah. And she's like, and he's, <coughs> she says to put it in the drinks. So Cusco arrives and they all eat together. And it's awkward because he just fired her, but yet they're all having dinner yeah, together. Why? It's weird. Because Kronk's such a good cook, probably. <laughs> Could you try the man's spinach rolls? Yes, they're award-winning. There you go. And um, she uh, she tells Kronk to get the emperor a drink. And he does, and he dumps the poison into a drink, and he goes to give it to the emperor. But then the, Cusco says, what's that smell? And Kronk goes, oh, my spinach puffs, and runs out of the room before they can drink their drinks. And then he and he's like, oh, I saved them. They're not burnt. So he serves his finished pumps, and then Yzma's like, Kronk, the emperor needs his drink. But Kronk has used all the poison the first time, so then he mixes all three of the drink. He doesn't know which one had the poison in it. And he can't, and he's used all the poison, so he can't just poison a new drink. So he puts them all together, shakes them up, and divides it into three glasses. And then when he brings it back, tells Yzma not to drink the poison. <laughs> he dumps his in a plant, I think. No, she... she dumped- he, like, does the old, where you see, like, the front of him, and he pours uh-huh. it on the other side. He just kind of pours she, it on his chest. Yeah, she, she pours it into the into plant. plant. And it instantly turns to ash. Which is funny because, as we find out, Cusco drinks his, and he, see, he, like, passes out on his plate, and they're like, oh, good, he's dead. But then he comes back, too. And then, slowly but surely, he turns into a llama. So why did llama kill the plant? Well, why do you have to drink a potion to turn you into something, but if you spill it on yourself, it doesn't turn you into it? Why does it have to hit your stomach? <laughs> I guess that's... Does digesting a potion change you into a llama, but getting it on you doesn't? Because the digestive juices are the final ingredient to the llama transformation potion. No. The what? No. <laughs> the digestive juices? Yes, that stomach acid, the special acid that's in your, your stomach, okay. when combined with that potion creates the magic that is the final ingredient to this magical concoction and once they mix in your stomach that's what turns you into a llama or a cow or a whale and you're buying that and you're buying that i mean I'm you're glad she didn't go with the flea plan, although he would have made it back but he would have gotten out of that box please are very small she would have gotten bit too small he definitely would have attacked her but 
so he turns into a llama, and they're both shocked. Gronk and Yzma are like, what happened? And Yzma is like, is kind of miming, knocking him out to Kronk, and then he finally gets it, and he knocks him out with a platter. And then she's like, a llama? Let me see that poison. And apparently, this is the dumbest part in this thing. <laughs> this is the dumbest part. Yep. This the is what you got label had fallen, so it looked like a skull, but when you stretch it out, it's a llama. And she said, this isn't poison, it's essence of llama. Now, how would essence of llama... Be made to turn you into a llama. How would it be made? I don't know. Thank you. You have to extract it from llamas. And he says, Well, to be fair, all of your poisons look (laughs) the same. Maybe you should should try to vary up your packaging or the fact that they're all red in glass vials. (laughs) Maybe. But even you have glass vials is impressive. Considering it's whatever year. Yeah. And glass is hard to make. Yzma orders Kronk to take uh, Cusco out of town and finish the job. Cusco narrates... Like, oh, you killed a llama. Cool. Throw it out that window. (laughs) It's a llama. Cusco narrates as Kronk takes Cusco's body out of the town. He's in a sack, and Kronk is doing theme music as he's skulking through the town. Evidently, that was the actor's uh, idea. Mm -hmm. Like, he... Started singing his own theme song. He throws the cronk. He throws the cronk. He throws the sack with Cusco in the river. But then Cronk is confronted by his shoulder angel and then his shoulder devil. And they, he's trying to figure out because he feels bad once he throws him in the river. And he's like, "This is a terrible idea." And his shoulder angel is like, "You should not do that." But his shoulder devil is like, "Don't listen to that guy." And he had some very compelling reasons. Because he could do a handstand. I mean, he has a point. Hold on. He has a point. (laughs) Uh, So, Kronk uh, grabs the sack back, and he's trying to figure, he's like, where do I put this? Where do I put this? And he's walking down some stairs, and he trips on a cat, and he drops the sack, and it lands on a cart. And this cart is owned by who? Pancha, the villager. Mm -hmm. He has loaded it up with supplies to take back to his village. So, Pancha and the cart takes the cart and goes through the town and he Kronk tries to chase him but they get too separated and, marketplace so. and uh, he disappears so Pancha then we follow Pancha as he goes home and uh, we meet his kids and his very pregnant wife and his kids are crazy town and his wife, oh, who plays his wife? Crazy Town was a popular band around the time. His when we came wife they sung that song is Butterfly. that model lady from Just Shoot Me Nina Van Horn Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wendy Malick, the voice of the Malick. She was in the Adams Family movie, wasn't she? Yes. Um, Welcome back to the podcast. Right? No. Uh, no, she was no. not. That was a different. That was Cusack's sister. Is that your thing? Yeah. Joan. About... She's thinking of the wife of the gentleman that owned the camp. Yes. But that is oh. not her. Oh, that okay. is somebody else. But <laughs> she was in the movie The American President. <laughs> Which is a good movie. Let's see. And she wasn't just shooting me. You're right. Maybe that's how she got this job. Sometimes I randomly catch that on, you know, syndication. (laughs) She was in the Alvin and the Chipmunks movie. Sometimes when you look on somebody's IMDb and you're looking at the the movies that come up, it's very funny. Mm -hmm. Especially what they think are the best movies that they've ever been in. Like Imogen Poots is like Facing Giants. Yeah. Or I hunt giants. I hunt giants. I she was hardly in That's there. It. That was depressing. She's like, pregnant. wait, 
What? <laughs> it's the poots, man. Anyways, um. Same with Allie Larder and Varsity Blues. It's like her number one movie. I was like, what is she in two scenes? I mean, the, what, the bikini. Whipped cream bikini. Definitely got her some notice, but. Yeah. But Chicha, his wife. Chicha. Asks what the emperor wanted. And Pancha does not want to tell her that their whole lives are going to be <laughs> destroyed. Uh, and he lies and says that the emperor didn't see him. And then she's mad because she summoned you all the way there and, and then he wouldn't see you? Yep. Rude. And she gets so upset she has to go clean something. What a crap weasel. She's very prick. And then uh, he goes to put his cart away. And um, narrator Cusco interrupts. Because he doesn't want us to feel bad for Pancha. He feels like this is, it's kind of sad and we're all kind of feeling bad for Pancha. But the Cusco interrupts to tell us that we shouldn't feel bad for Pancha. Because the movie is not about Pancha. The movie is about him. And we're not supposed to be sympathetic with Pancha. We're only supposed to be sympathetic with Cusco. I'm not. Because even narrator Cusco is a selfish dude. So, um, I always <clears> wanted Cusco to die. Oh, shit. But Pancha finds Lama Cusco and is like, how did you get here? And then Cusco talks, and he goes, Demon Llama. Mm-hmm. And then Cusco goes, oh my god, Demon Llama, where? No, dude, you're the Demon Llama. But Cusco, during this Demon Llama shenanigans, Cusco recognizes Pancha. And he calls him that whiny villager. And then that allows Pancha to recognize him as Emperor Cusco. And then Pancha shows Cusco that he is a llama. And asks him what happened. And then Cusco's like, I don't remember. Last thing I remember is you. <gasps> you turned me into a llama. And then Pancha's like, I did not do that. And Cusco's <laughs> like, you're right. You're not smart enough to do that. And uh, then he's like, I'm just going to need to go back to the palace. And I'll go to Yzma's secret lab. And she'll just fix me. And he's like, all right. Never occurs to him that Yzma is the one that did this in the first the one. The one that has yeah. a secret lab. <laughs> I know. Who could definitely fix you. Yep. <laughs> and he orders Pancha to take him back to the palace. And Pancha is like, No. I'll help no. you. No problem. <laughs> but you're going to need to move your summer home to a different hilltop. And then Cusco's like, No. And then Pancha's like, I don't need to help you, dude. Kick rocks. You could just be a llama. And um, practice Cusco, that llama bite. Cusco's like, Whoa. I don't make deals with peasants. Get off me! They call it the llama bite. <laughs> you reached across the table to llama bite me? <laughs> He's like, you picked a movie with llamas. <laughs> that's, that's messed up, man. I'm trying to stay on topic so that we're not here for 800 years. I can't... We don't know how long we're going to be recording anymore. It's a mystery. It's a llama bite. A llama bite is not a measurement of unit. <laughs> it could be. It's an instrument of pain and suffering. We are at 38 minutes. Are we going to start saying, that is three llama bites of pain? I don't know. You know what, John? Llama bite Carly, and then she'll tell it, and then from now on, she can write things in pains of llama bite. Anyway, you didn't. (laughs) Back to this movie. Uh, Cusco says he doesn't make deals with peasants, and he'll find his way back on his own. And Pancha is like, you are crazy town, but... Enjoy also, the jungle, very dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. Also, and he look, kinda... look like a llama bite, the counter is just good. Oh. <laughs> oh. He took oh, her he... face. Oh. He Sean archered me. You do the Sean archer. Sean archer. It makes it go away. It makes lots of things go away. <laughs> <laughs> like your libido. All right, so Cusco Dinkelmans. 
Oh, yeah. And he's, uh, he's in his jeans. He's mobile. <laughs> he's mobile. He uh, wanders into the jungle, and he uh, bumps into a squirrel. And the squirrel is very nice, tries to give him a nut, and Cusco's like, oh, wow, that's really sweet. And then um, instead of just accepting it, and is just rude to him and picks a fight with the squirrel instead. So then, uh, as they're fighting, he falls into a pit of jaguars. But they're all sleeping. Like you do. Like you do. He you do? doesn't <laughs> land on any of them. He just, he Maybe just in lands like in the middle. and uh, But they're all sleeping. And then the squirrel has a balloon. Where'd that squirrel get a balloon? What, how does that balloon? In Mesoamerican. <laughs> Better question is how does a squirrel know that balloons are a thing? Because balloons know. don't how exist. How does he make yet. a balloon animal? And apparently he can communicate with people. <laughs> He's got a balloon, turns it into a little balloon llama, takes out a pin, and pops said balloon to wake up the jaguars. But it doesn't work. So then Cusco says, Cusco laughs at him and his loud brain, almost donkey laugh coming out of that. I don't think llamas laugh like that. How do llamas what laugh? What noises do llamas make? <laughs> when they laugh? Mean, in general. Oh, they're belly laughers. What? No. But, <laughs> like, how, yeah. I don't know. Do llamas know, make I've, noise? I've been in close contact with llamas multiple times with Tony, but I don't remember. What are you doing are you with llamas? Our business? <laughs> Well, they were, we're all pushing stuff. their heads into our car at the safari <laughs> park. <laughs> Llama bite means something different. <laughs> We've gone to numerous petting zoos. Tony likes animals. <laughs> I make some kind of weird like noise. I've heard llamas make noises. Just like camels and shit. They all have that weird like Oh my noise. God, what noise do camels make? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's a real noise. I think that was a, that was a llama. Yeah. <laughs> but... His laugh. He's a single llama. Works real hard. His laugh wakes up the, ju- <laughs> the jaguars, and they chase him through the jungle, and he ends up at the edge of a cliff. And then Pancha swings in like Tarzan and saves him. No, he doesn't. He misses. Well, he misses the first time, and then he swings back through on, on the, the back, back swing. Hits him on the back swing, and they're about to land to safety, only instead of landing on the tree branch... They run into the tree branch, the rope breaks, wraps around them, and now they're tied to a log, hmm. which the branch breaks, and then they fall in uh, down a ravine and into a river. And uh, they, they, they go over some small rapids, and then Pancha says, uh-oh, and Cusco says, let me guess, we're about to go over a giant waterfall, and Pancha says, yep. And Cusco goes with sharp rocks at the bottom, and Pancho goes, probably. Probably. <laughs> and then Cusco goes, booyah. And over they go. But, booyah? booyah? Did he say, bring it on? No, he says, well, he says, bring it on. And then as they go over the falls, he goes, booyah! <laughs> I want to stick my finger in your mouth when you do that. I'm glad you're across the table. That hasn't stopped him from doing other shit. I know. Stop hopping over Tony to touch me in the face. Um, it's not with a llama bite. Girl. But when they go over the falls, the sharp rocks at the bottom manage to break up the logs. So now they're free. Unfortunately, Cusco. What are you doing? What are you doing? Playing llama songs. What? <laughs> okay. So now this is a. a, a Shh. Audio medium? There's a picture of a llama. <laughs> but is it making noise? No. Is that what llamas sound like? I guess. Oh, well. Gobble, 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 that gobble. That sounds like my noise machine of crashing waves. Yeah. <laughs> I, 
or like a distant that was really anti yeah. or like a distant helicopter was, or something. It was from Shangri Lama. Shangri Lama. <laughs> that nothing called Shangri Lama could be good. Um, <laughs> actually, I lie because in the annual Olympics, he goes to Shangri La or Do- no, he goes to Dogra La or something like that. Do you remember that movie, Animal Olympics? The old HBO movie? Yeah. Yeah. That was crazy. That With the cheetah running. Yes. Yeah. Glad I'm not alone on that. <laughs> Maybe me and Elaine and, Maybe, and Ben there. are the only people that have ever seen this no, movie. No, no. And Audra. And Audra. <laughs> Audra's going to know all about the Animal Olympics. We watched the shit watch out again. of that. So you watched Trilogy of Terror and then uh, Animal Olympics, huh? Mm-hmm. Animal Olympics is really weird. <laughs> really weird. That was not what I, the adjective I thought he was going to use. I thought he was going to be like really good. No. But he, he went with really weird instead. It's, it's weird. Have you seen Trilogy of Terror? Uh, yeah, but there's just... parts where the animals like melt while they're having sex or something. And, yeah, like, like they do acid turn or into something. Water. Well, let's just skip that. Don't, <laughs> don't spoil That'll it. will be our next the, pick. I think the weirdest cartoon don't movie spoil I've seen it. is. Uh, I love how Care Bears in Wonderland. Completely ignores me. Now that's some weird stuff. Shush your face. Oh. If I shut my face, then I can't continue to lead this podcast episode. I said shush, but you're ruining the animals of fire. What was it called? Animals of fire? (laughs) Like chariots of fire? Yes. Is that where your brain went? Okay. Now I want to have chariots of fire as my end song. Um... Oh, you gotta. Have or Tom maybe Jones. I'll just do llama noises. <laughs> no, you have to have a hip young guy like Tom Jones. <laughs> so you could just sing it. Yeah. So um. I'm a hip young guy. <laughs> so at That's the a bottom. Very young good podcast. So at- Animal Olympics is free on Tubi. Oh my God! Somebody's I'm... gonna watch it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like we need to hurry up. Man's up a few drinks. <laughs> at work nope. <laughs> tonight it's happening oh my god um so at the bottom of the waterfall no. it turns out that mm-hmm. poncha is, or so poncha is fine but cusco is unconscious so poncha drags him to the shore and goes to administer mouth to mouth he doesn't look excited about it and just as he leans down cusco wakes up and thinks poncha was trying to kiss him which gross <laughs> Um, Pancha and Cusco then have a chat about how selfish Cusco is. And Cusco is like, all right, well, you're just going to have to take me back to the palace. And Pancha is like, have you changed your mind? And Cusco is like, no. And Pancha is like, then kick rocks, kid. I'm not taking you back. Enjoy your cold, frozen night in the jungle. And then... Pancha makes a... I mean, if it wasn't a Disney movie. Pancha had made himself a little fire. He's fine. It's very Wilbur and... People-esque. Ooh, Wilbur oh. People. Now, friend, if you're not sure what we're talking about, it was the last episode. Oh, <laughs> Animal Olympics is 88%. Aww. What? Oh, can't do it. Audience score, there's no... Tomo- the thermometer is zero, so no No, no, a dash is not zero. A dash is not rated. No, no critics have rated. No it's critics a- reviewed it, so it was so not even popular that critics didn't even know it happened, so obviously it's underrated. Billy Crystal is in there? Can you there, focus man? on Cusco for five I'm seconds? I'm sorry, he's very distracted. I'm going to llama bite you. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like someone went into our laundry room, but there's no one else here. And I'm not sure why you shut the door, because there's no one else here. It's probably dogs trying to get in here. Why are you in the laundry room? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. 
<laughs> so apparently Chael's sleeping on the dirty laundry, maybe. I don't know. Um, Yzma, we go back to the palace, and Yzma has thrown a funeral for Cusco. He died tra- tragically right before his 18th birthday, which was today. And then she pronounces herself ruler. And then everybody goes back to work and goes about their day. They could care less. And uh, Yzma has a little chat with Kronk, and he's acting a little weird. She confronts him, and uh, she finds out that he didn't actually kill Cusco. Now, I Cusco is a llama, so I don't know <laughs> why this is a problem. Because they're just going to think he's a demon llama. You are a demon dog. What? Chale. This is why I had the door closed. <laughs> Chael said, no, I will get in there. He's currently the moving the table. <coughs> Um, she tells Kronk that they have to go and they have to find Cusco and then get rid of him before he can come back and tell everyone that he's a llama, I guess. I don't know. We then flash to Pancha's family. The children have woken up because they had nightmares. The little boy uh, had a nightmare that his father went over a waterfall. And then the little girl had a nightmare that her father tried to kiss a llama. Apparently they have the gift. Yes. This never comes up again. We just flash to them because it's a children's movie. The next morning, Cusco attempts to be nice to Pancha. And he says that he might look for a different place for his summer's house. And Pancha is very excited about this. I'm sorry, Lance, stop again. I'm sorry, my boss is texting me because she wants to know what's up with the shoes on my desk. Yes, I do. It was an extra unit. (laughs) Audrey, oh, getting that? Boss <laughs> unit. Do you have to... I guess I have to text her back because she'll keep fucking texting me. Do you have to tell the world? She doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> you don't know that. Oh, she... I really hope she does. <laughs> she doesn't even know we do a podcast. I'm going to tell her. Because I keep my private life private. I'm going to go to your store. Well, like, you, I'd like to speak to you, the manager. You kind of just told everybody that on the podcast, though, so you don't keep it that private. Well, no, but I don't speak to my coworkers about that uh, kind of stuff. Like, I'm not friends with my coworkers. Your, We're your just private life, private from your work. Yes, it's very separate. I'm friendly acquaintances with my coworkers. We're not actually friends, so they don't know really anything about my life. So, if any of them listen to this podcast, I don't know how they found it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, advertising in the store. We get stickers. Uh, so back to the next morning. Cusco attempted to be nice to Pancha. He says that he'll look for a different place for a summer house. Pancha's really touched by this and says that they better... Uh, Pancha has Cusco shake on it, although shake, uh, Cusco had one of his uh, hooves crossed, so he was, it was a fake shake. But uh, he's excited anyways. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. He, well, he's a big fat liar, and but Pancha's like, let's go. We got to head back to the palace. So, um... They get. Boss came in here and immediately started snoring. <laughs> He's an old man. He has respiratory issues. Um, he just want to be alone. He's, He's a single a dog that sounds. snores real hard. So they take the path through the jungle and they get to where the palace is in sight, and they have to go over a rickety bridge. And unfortunately, Pancha falls through some boards on the rickety bridge, and now he's tangled up in ropes. And uh, he asks Cusco for help, but Cusco says no. And Pancha is like, 
what do you mean no? And Cusco's like, well, this is really handy because I was just going to have you imprisoned when we got back to the palace, but now this is even better because you'll just fall to your death and now I won't have to worry about you. And Pancha is really fucking pissed because Cusco lied to him and was going to have him imprisoned. Mm-hmm. And he shook on it. So Very justifiable. This Cusco thing. goes to leave and then he too falls through a broken board and now they're both hanging by some ropes under this rickety bridge. And they have... They're vines. Okay, vines. I've seen these vines before. Mm. No, you haven't. <laughs> I have. No, that was in Mexico. And this is in Peru. It's not even the same continent. Um, in the thousands of years it took to get from Peru to Mexico. These, luckily, don't get inside of them. <laughs> but they <laughs> are... <Let me> see. <laughs> <clears throat> they know? get into a physical altercation. And they use the vines slash ropes to swing at each other and fight. But... The bridge breaks, and they fall. They fall together, and they get wedged into a crevice. And they're kind of wedged in there, and they're over, again, crocodile-infested waters. Back to back. And they, yes, they go back to back. Now, funny you should mention it, because there's crocodiles in this, and there's a movie called Crocodile Dundee. Now, mm-hmm. in that movie, he has a knife. No. Brilliant. Okay. I'm so... I have nothing to say. (laughs) (laughs) You've taken all my words away. So they go back to back. They link arms and they use their feet to walk off the side of the crevice. And they get pretty much as far as they can go. And then there's a rope hanging from a branch. And Panja is like, stretch out your neck and I'll reach it. And Cusco is like, you're not going to let me fall, are you? And Panja is like, no. And they do work together. Panja grabs the rope. And they are able to swing back up onto. It's I, amazing. It's an amazing feat <laughs> that they're able to swing back up onto the cliff, on to the where the rope had broken. And then, as they do that, and speaking of broken, if her consciousness is broken, she's asleep, and that means no. And as they do that, Pancha <laughs> is right on the edge, and the cri- the cliff starts to crumble. Um, underneath him, and he gra- and Cusco saves Pancha. He uses his sharp llama teeth to grab his shirt and pull him over before he can crumble away with the uh, cliff. Uh, Cusco is very, very excited about the fact that um, he saved his life and does a little dance. Maybe he's not completely selfish. And Pancha says they better get moving. Because they have a four-day walk to the palace now. This bridge. He out. may be an a-hole, but he's not completely a dick. <laughs> then we see Isma. Uh, he got my dick message. Is from? Uh, it's from Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, that was Team America for a second. No, we don't ever talk about Team America. <laughs> Nobody wants to talk about a movie where puppets had sex and pooed on each other. Why not? Because it's gross. It is gross. Um, Yzma and Kronk have been searching for Cusco with no luck. And we find out that Yzma hates the jungle, but Kronk seems to love it. He is a former uh, junior chipmunk. And uh, they run into a squirrel. And Kronk and the squirrel starts to have a conversation. Squeak, 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 squeak. Yes. <laughs> and Yzma is like, you can talk to a squirrel. And Kronk is like, yeah, can't everybody? <laughs> And he's like, the squirrel's had a really tough day. He got uh, had a, got in a fight with a llama, got chased by some jaguars. And she's like, what, a llama? A llama, you say? Could you find out more information about that? And Kronk is like, well, he doesn't want to talk to you, so you're going to need to go over there. But the squirrel reveals 
tells the story of his encounter with Cusco to Kronk, and Yzma asks Kronk to find out where he last saw the talking, la talking llama, and they head in that direction. Pancha and Cusco stop at a restaurant. There no llamas are allowed in this restaurant. Why are people trying to bring their llamas in this restaurant? Well, there's, um, I don't know. I think llamas would be the equivalent of having like a dog. Maybe. A dog. A dog. Dog. A dag? A dag. You like dags? You um, <laughs> But because llamas are not allowed, Cusco disguises himself as a lady. And him and Pancha <laughs> pretend to be on their honeymoon. And they... Go in and they order, and they can't believe this waitress fell for it. Neither can I. No, no one can. But no, I believe it. Apparently, there's a dude in the restaurant that thinks that Cusco's hot. Yeah. <laughs> well, Cusco goes to complain to the chef about the quality of the food, and while that happens, Isma and Kronk get into the booth right next to them. Pancha overhears. That's amazing. Isma and Kronk talk about looking for Cusco and the fact that they need to kill him. And Pancha freaks out, so he goes into the kitchen to try to get Cusco. Boom, baby. And as he does, Yzma starts to come in, so he grabs Cusco and they hide in a closet. Or, or no, Kronk comes in to find out if there were things that did not have gravy on the menu. I'm just uh, more impressed the restaurant has lights. Yeah. Because Kronk is the second person... Because Kronk was the second person to complain about the food in the last 30 seconds, the cook then quits... <laughs> Packs up his shit. And then Kronk... Including the stew. <laughs> it's his stew. Yeah. And then Kronk decides, well, there's order... And then the waitress comes and calls out a bunch of orders. Now Kronk is always calm in an emergency, decides this food's got to be cooked. So he jumps in and starts cooking. And, and was it and changed the cow to a fish or yeah. something like that? Yeah. Handles business. Because he wants a steak in the shape of a fish. excellent short order cook. Changed the cow to a, to a gill. Kronk has a lot of hidden talents. He does. So you gotta let, I'm on it. And he's, a, and he's just, and he's a cooking. And uh, Pancha, back in the closet, tries to tell Cusco that um, two people were in the restaurant saying that we were trying to kill, kill Cusco and that they gotta get out of here. And he describes them to Cusco, and Cusco is like, that's Isma and Kronk. They're here to save me. Or wait, was maybe that? No, that happens later. No, yeah, you're right. That happens later. And, but Cusco doesn't listen to him. And then he goes out and he, doesn't seem to recognize Kronk as the chef and tells the chef what he wants and then goes into the kitchen or goes into the dining, dining room. room. And as he goes out, Yzma comes in to change her order and she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, I got to cook. And then she leaves and then Cusco comes in and then Cusco leaves and she comes in and we got this little round robin where they just keep missing each other and then everybody gets back to their booth. <clears throat> But they have and, menus up in front of their faces. Yes. So as Cusco lifts up a menu, Yzma puts her down. As Yzma puts, lifts up her menu, Cusco puts his down. And then Pancha finally is able to sneak out of the kitchen because for some reason he doesn't want Kronk and Yzma to see him. Because they know who he is. Well, maybe. They never met him. Yzma didn't, for sure. No, and Kronk saw him and chased after him, but... He does, but Pancha doesn't know that. Well, Only Croc knows it. But anyways, so he, um, as Pancha comes out, he tells the waitress that it's Isma's birthday and uses the birthday <laughs> distraction, the happy, happy birthday song, to grab Cusco and get out of there. And then Pancha tells uh, Cusco that Isma and Croc were here to kill him, and Cusco doesn't believe him, and they have a fight because he describes 
the people to Cusco, and he's like, that's Eastmount Croc. They would never hurt me. They're just going to turn me, they'll take me back, they'll turn me back into a person, and everything will be all right. And Pancha is like, you don't know what you're talking about. They were talking about killing, killing you. you. But he thinks, Cusco thinks that Pancha is just making it up because he doesn't want him to go back to the palace. Because he doesn't want him to turn back human, and he does so then he can save his village. Um, so then Pancha is like, fine, go die, I don't care. And Cusco goes back to meet up with Yzma and Kronk, but as he comes um, up to them, he overhears them talking about how they tried to kill him. And he's like, oh my God, they did try to kill me. So he runs back to get Pancha, but Pancha is gone. And then we cue the rain and we're back at the beginning with Sad Lama. (laughs) So wet Cusco interrupts narrator Cusco and tells him to shut up because narrator Cusco is still trying to, to act like he is the greatest thing since sliced bread. Sliced bread wasn't invented yet. Sliced bread was definitely invented at this point. No, it wasn't. I saw Kronk slice some bread. (laughs) Was it in the restaurant with the lights? (laughs) Anyways. I'm just messing. Carly wins. (laughs) At the restaurant, Kronk had had seen Pancha and is like, hey, do I know you? And Pancha's like, no, you don't. We both drilled in high school. We were in band camp. And uh, Kusk, and so that night. It'll go to me. I got a thing with faces. That night, Kronk wakes up and out of a dead sleep and realizes that he recognizes the Pancha as the villager, the peasant from the village that had Lama Cusco. And he wakes up Yzma and uh, he's like, look, to tell her that, hey, this is, they probably have, they infer that. He has taken Lama Cusco back to his village. So they just have to go and find that village, and then they will find Lama Cusco. Cusco, meanwhile, the next day, wakes up, and he was wandering through the jungle and finds a field of llamas. And he decides, all right, I guess I'm a llama now. And he goes into the field of llamas, and he's like, hey, llamas, what's up? And they're all like, go away, weirdo. And then he eats dirt. Um, but as he's trying to reconcile himself with his new way of life, eating grass and being a llama, he hears Pancha's voice and Pancha is talking to a group of the llamas and telling them the story about how Cusco saved him and how they're really friends. <laughs> and uh, they smile at each other and Cusco gives the most half-assed apology that I've heard in the last six years. And um, Pancha's like, we're going to go to my village and um, I don't know why they go to his village, mm-hmm. but he's like, well, like, Pancha's like, we'll just run into the village and get something and then we'll go to the palace. I don't know why. I can't remember why they had to go back to the village. Did, did he overhear them saying that they no. were going to? No, that's true. Because he went to get his, I think. I wasn't listening. What happened then? Maybe they went to get some kind of supply or a change of clothes. Maybe he needs uh, clean underpants. Maybe I they can't just remember. happened to be right down the street from underpants his house. Weren't but yet. they go to Pancho's village. And as they're going up to his house, the villagers stop, stop him to tell him that his relatives were here and that they're on their way to his house. And he's like, my relatives? And they describe him. Scary <laughs> beyond all reform or something like that. And Yzma's very easy to describe as a creepy old lady. And then they know that Yzma and Kronk are up at the house. Now... Pancha's wife has never heard of Yzma, and she's trying to pass herself off as his, as Pancha's great aunt, and um, she's 
tells Kronk that she's going to distract the wife and then the, so he can search the house. But he is involved with a game of jump rope with the children <laughs> because he's Kronk. Pancha signals his wife from the win- peeks in the window, sees them, signals his wife and calls her over to the window and tells her the situation. Pretty much he had to have summed up the whole these people tried to murder Cusco. Now he's a llama. I've got to get him back to the palace situation. Like, and she's like, okay. Yeah, she's a perfect wingman. Like, don't again, doesn't she, she's, he's like, it's a long story. No, let me sum up. <laughs> and um, Second best wingman in movies ever. First one was Jeremy Renner in uh, the, the town, Ben Affleck. Mm. It's like, we're going to go somewhere and hurt some people. Can't ask any questions. Don't watch that again. It's like, I'm going to take my car or yours. You never, you never saw the town? No. Ooh, wow. It's really good. That's, I'd really like to do it for the podcast, but it's super nice. Yeah, everyone loves it. I've never seen it. Um, she, uh, so she tells them, I'll stall while you guys get a head start. So there is some shenanigans with the family. Can you describe the shenanigans? They um, take they Yzma and Kronk on a tour. And they lock them in a closet. Take the door handle off. And then she tells Kronk to break down the door, and he's like, I can't break that down. That's solid mahogany. And then Yzma <laughs> decides that she's going to break down the door, and then as soon as she tries to run into the door, they open the door, she runs yeah, right out of this. the house, and then she gets charred and feathered, feathered and ends up Fezzard. as a pinata. Fezzard. The wife and the kids have it all set up. Yeah, yeah they do. All it's very elaborate. Somehow, they were in the house, and then as Phasma... Yzma. Yeah, her too. <laughs> ran out the house. Fezzard. One of them got ahead of her. <laughs> to tar her and then kids have some <laughs> powers <laughs> so they have the ability Ray to this family <laughs> is like the Incredibles <laughs> Ray and Phasma yeah. yeah anyways it's a silly scene but she then spots Pancha and Cusco down at the end of the mountain and she says Kronk they're getting away and then we have a chase scene that uh, is very fun so then Phasma <laughs> and Kronk they absorb the super speed <laughs> <laughs> so there's a chase Pancha and Cusco get to the palace first and they go to the secret lab they pull the wrong lever first and Cusco wa- wonders why does she even have that lever and she kicks the alligator <laughs> and then they pull the correct lever and they get down take the roller coaster down to the secret lab and they They're like what are these clothes and they take them off yeah. and they start searching <clears throat> for a magic potion that will turn him back to a human as if that's something she just keeps in her thing why not? But Isma has gotten there ahead of time. They're okay, in, and they and she's they're like already in the lab. They're like, "How did you do that?" And she's like, "I don't know." <laughs> and Crunk pulls down a map and goes, "By all logic, we shouldn't have beat you here. <laughs> no. There's no way this happened." But Isma, we need the movie to happen. So. Yeah, thanks, Crunk. Isma <laughs> tells Crunk to kill Cusco. Cosmo. And the shoulder angels came back. And while he's debating with his shoulder angels about killing Kuzmo, Yzma, Kuzmo? apparently, Yzma yells Kuzmo at him. And Kuzmo. These are the characters you get the order on Wish. Yeah. <laughs> Yzma, Yzma yells at him and then insults him and then insults his spinach puffs. And he's They're so hurt. Words. He's so hurt and betrayed. He's like, look, you can call me down. You can, you can insult the squirrel, even though I don't like it. <laughs> You talked about my cooking. <laughs> and both, puffs. both his shoulder devil and his shoulder um, angel angel agree that this is uncalled for. And he drops a chandelier on her. Unfortunately, she's, about the size she's so skinny <laughs> that it just misses her. It misses her completely. She goes through the middle of it. 
Uh, like, time. like one of those things and where they're the, like, but that was supposed to work. Where the side of the barn falls and perfectly in the window yep. type of thing. <laughs> Elaine is God. stuck. I'm sorry, this is work. I don't, if it's. So, what I happens told... next is Elaine's going to talk about her work thing and she's just not going <laughs> to care that we shouldn't be doing that, but anyway. Okay. So, what happens where next, were Carly? We? <laughs> So, oh, the chandelier. Yeah, the chandelier. Okay. I don't remember exactly what happens next, but I know there's a fight over the over the potions to try to find. Right. And they find one essence of human. You'd think they'd have a lot of those, but there's one. There's only the one. Because <laughs> they need the movie to happen. And then... There should be a whole other wall of essence of humans. Because there's the, a wall of shit that turns you not to human. Yeah. I want more than one. <laughs> in the scuffle... Unless it's easy to make, in which case, fuck it. Yeah. In the scuffle, they can't. They don't know which one was the essence of human. Right. So. So they have a bunch a, of a bunch fall down, and and uh, what's his name? Pancho is like, I don't know which one it is. And then Kuzmo is like, take them all. So then they run. And then and, as they're and running, as they're running, he's like, here, take this one. And he turns into a whale. <laughs> and he turns into, into a parrot. A parrot. He's like that's something a, that can fly, and it's a parrot, but that's not, not a strong enough him. bird. Mm-hmm. What else does he turn into? And he turned to a, uh, a turtle. Yes, the first one is the, the turtle. The first one is too slow. <laughs> <laughs> Elaine's back. She's going to go over all this again. We missed a lot of she, stuff. <laughs> she's going to completely disregard okay. everything we've done so, and just start over. Yzma knocks over all the vials. See, we already <laughs> talked about that. The potions get mixed up. She summons the palace guard, says they tried to kill the emperor. I forgot about them. And Elaine is never late. And <laughs> they, she arrives precisely when she means to. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. So annoying work. We've already covered some things. Okay. Skip over. She's it. just gonna keep texting me if I don't well, answer you her. You should it's probably fine. take longer to talk then. Is <sighs> Isma summons the palace guard, and unfortunately, some of the palace guard gets turned into animals as well. One of them's an octopus. One of them's an octopus. <laughs> octopus. One of them's a duck. And one of them is a cow, and he raises his hand and says, "Um, turn into a cow when I go home." (laughs) And she says, "Yes." I mean, anybody anybody else? else? And everybody else seems to be fine. No, we're good. So then they proceed to chase Pancha and Cusco. So they try to find the right vial, and he gets turned into various animals, starting with a very slow turtle, and at one point a whale, Mm -hmm. and then. No, and then. <laughs> and then he gets turned back into a llama, and he's like, yay, I'm a llama again. No, that's not, he's, he's not like, accepting. No, like, oh. I don't want to be a llama. <laughs> um, at least he's used to it. Then there are two vials left, and Yzma grabs one, and they fight over it, and there's a puff of smoke, and, and she, she... didn't drink it. I don't, we don't know what happened. Um, it gets smashed, like, into her, I guess. But and it touches her, and she turns into what? And it doesn't touch her her stomach essence, or whatever you say? <laughs> maybe stomach you know, juices? Maybe Actually, cat one is different. I don't know. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> get out of here. Now we're just changing Come the rules on, as we go. Come on. Come on. I'm pretty sure that... Oh, hold on, shit. dig deep. No. <laughs> okay, so. I should... I'm all right down here, boss. <laughs> I'm digging. Tell Let's me. just the listeners are not gonna know what the hell <laughs> you're <care>. doing. <laughs> He's miming digging a hole. So clearly, Isma only had to have it poured on her to turn into a cat, and clearly. so too the palace guards. Clearly. Oh. So I guess I you someone that. brought that up earlier. So <laughs> you don't need to drink it. They could have just poured it on him, but since they did think it was poison, that's why they had fed it to him internally. But if they had just poured it on him, it would have worked. As well, but, but they thought it was poison. So why no, is it Kronk-a-Lama? 
Kronk did the thing the when he was doing the potion. And it ran down his it chest. It ran down his him. chest, and he didn't turn into a llama. He was wearing his anti-llama suit. I need you to say. I need you to say with me now. Plot armor. I don't know. Maybe. It's Maybe. a cartoon. Maybe. It, it ran down his shirt and didn't actually touch his skin. Stop helping. I'm just saying. I, look, Whose team are you on? I'm on my team. Obviously. <laughs> Clearly you're on Elaine's team. You're trying to help her. No, I'm it's just saying. It's a cartoon movie just, and just it say, doesn't make sense. Just say, I don't know. I, I have figured it out. It's a cartoon. Oh. <laughs> and in every... It's a cartoon, and as we all know in cartoons, sometimes things work and sometimes Nay. don't. Like when the Roadrunner will run down that tunnel, and then when the coyote runs into it, all of a sudden it's a picture, but we just saw the Roadrunner do it. The Roadrunner is a so, deity mm. and has god powers. <laughs> Maybe so is Kronk. I don't think so, Tim. You don't know, though. You can't summon angels and devils. Yeah, but they're just little hymns. <laughs> well, I didn't say they were good angels and devils. I'm just and, saying. And he could be he could be the god of spinach puffs. He apparently does make good spinach puffs. And a lot of short order cooking. This checks out. And he can talk to animals. <laughs> yeah, that's magical. Squeakity squeak squeaker. <laughs> that means continue. And um, so Isma gets turned into a cat, and there's only one Violet. Is that my voice? And she has it. And she's not just any cat. She's like a tiny little purpley gray kitten. She's adorable. No, she's she not. She is adorable. As a cat. Nope. <laughs> Cats are serial killers. I right, mean, Tony? she's the most so. serially <laughs> killer of all the serial killer cats. Well. <laughs> but Isma drops the vial. Cusco <gasps> runs to try to catch it. Uh, but... This is unbreakable glass, too. Yes, no. I mean, it, is, it gets kind of like. Glass. I mean, it's glass from Mesoamerica. It gets like they're climbing on Who a knows? carved face on the side of a building, and um, it, the vial gets like stuck on like a curly cue of his earring or something. And Cusco has almost got it, but then Poncha slips and he's gonna fall, and Cusco has to give up the vial. To save Pancha, but Isma had fallen, and right before she's gonna go splat in front of the palace, it's uh, there was a convenient trampoline. trampoline delivery, because trampolines are a thing in Mesoamerica. Mesoamerica. Sure. Uh, During the Incas. But she manages to fly. She so she bounces off the trampoline that's so powerful that it flies her right back up, and she's able to grab the vial. And as she is laughing, Kronk opens up a window because she had um, I she had dropped him down a trapdoor, and uh, it opens up a window which then smashes into her and allows Cusco to get the vial, and uh, he drinks it and becomes the emperor again. Um, All betters. Everything's better. We see Cusco making amends for his previous behavior and apologizing to the old man who messed up his groove. And he then informs Pancho that he will not be destroying his village because he's been all over those hills. And not once did he hear any singing. Mm-hmm. He's a changed man. But Pancho tells him that there is a hill. I call bullshit. <laughs> there's a hill across the way where he's pretty sure he heard singing. And then Cusco says, is that right? And then we see 
Cusco getting his groove on at his new summer palace? No. No. It's a hut. It's <laughs> conveniently located right next to Poncha's hut. Which means he kicked somebody s- else out because somebody else lived there. We see them grooving down together. They are now best buddies. Then we see Kronk teaching junior chipmunks about how to talk to squirrels. And one of the junior ch- chipmunks happens to be Yzma the cat. And some because of them are Pacha's kids. And some of them are Pacha's kids. <gasps> the end. And that is, and roll credits. Now, if I was Yzma, the person who made all these magical potions, and I was then turned into a cat, I'm pretty sure I would then use my secret lab to turn myself back into a human. I mean, but she doesn't have any thumbs, but I'm sure she could get someone to help her. She could tell Kronk, but I mean, if I was, she if I was she... uh, Katsumi or whatever, I would destroy that lab. Yeah, post Yeah, Him too. Kuzmo. Um, okay. Because we don't I... want that to happen again. Although I feel like it does. I'm sure. It has. There's a cartoon series. I'm sure it happens again. Is he a llama in the cartoon series? I don't think so. No. It's just regular emperor? It's not as funny. Is Cat Yzma in that cartoon series, I wonder? Mm-hmm. Carly, what did you think of this movie? Oh. All right. My favorite character was Kronk. Isn't there a sequence to this? Shocker. Yes. Yeah. My least favorite character was Yzma. Mm-hmm. My favorite scene was the chase slash race to the castle where they kept pulling out the map and it didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. My favorite tertiary object is the Kronk wears that thing so that he can parade Yzma around. Whatever that thing that he's The backpack? Wearing. Yes, the Yzma pack. She stole that your has favorite tertiary wings. object. She stole my favorite tertiary object. You bitch. You snaked her that object. That thing has wings. I know, it's so cool. And each after it catches on fire, it still works. I know. Also, turns she, into a hang glider. She just rides on it in luxury while he runs. And then she's like, I'm tired. We need a break. <laughs> Anyways, my favorite line is, that's it, Kronk. Break the door down. And he says, are you kidding me? This is hand-carved mahogany. I like that. I thought that was funny. And I'll give it a yay. It was a fun movie. I enjoyed it. It's not my favorite of the Disney movies, but I enjoyed it. Tony. So, the Emperor's New Groove cartoon series is the Emperor's New School, and it's a uh, prequel where oh, Cusco has to go to school to learn how to be an emperor. Okay. What? Everyone is in this cartoon except for David Spade. Really? Uh, John Goodman's in it. Really? Yeah. John Goodwin, Wendy Malick, Eartha Kitt, Patrick Warburton. But J.P. Mannix pays, plays Cusco. Interesting. Well, I guess he's a child, but isn't he just like a jerk? <laughs> I'm sure he's playing the same character, but they couldn't get David Spade. Why even is Pacha and his family was, um, in it? David Spade's been on like 17 different they never shows, met. you know. Let's not worry about it too much. Yeah, yeah I'll try not to. <laughs> but, you- but for me, in this movie, um, mm-hmm. my favorite character was Kronk. Mm-hmm. My least favorite character was Yzma. Mm-hmm. Is that you say Yep. Phasma. <laughs> my favorite scene is whenever the devil and angels showed up. I thought they were hilarious. Um... And then my favorite line was, how did you get back before us? 
and because uh, and Kronk goes, uh, how did we? How did we? Because uh, by all accounts, that doesn't make any sense. And he shows the map. I thought that was funny. My very favorite tertiary object, uh, the poison vial that looks like a skull, but it was a llama. I thought the that whole was time. funny. Excellent. What I think is the dumbest thing in the movie. <laughs> it, it, it was dumb, but I thought it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was her foot for a second. I was like, what's going on here? <laughs> why did Carly take her shoes off? Why is Carly why is rubbing on, up on John's lap with her foot? why is it on John's lap? That's okay. Funny. That would be weird. <laughs> <laughs> a little, little, little weird. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> this movie's silly. I'll, I'll yay it because, you know, it's for like little kids and stuff. It, it was okay. It was fun, you know, but it wasn't like, you know, it was a simple plot and stuff. So, John. Hmm. <laughs> Thoughts? Oh. Wake up. Is it going to be the first cartoon that you yay? Has he yayed a cartoon? No. <laughs> he hates cartoons. My, yes, he does. My favorite character. It's fun. Oh. Get your foot off of me. <laughs> Carly, take your foot off. My favorite character is Kronk. Uh huh. My least favorite character is Cusco. Oh. Yeah, well, he's a douchebag. He is. And, and he, just having 30 seconds of him not being a douchebag, he's going to revert to being a douchebag. Mm-hmm. How do I know? Because the first thing he did when he was no longer a douchebag was kick the. His, kick Spaz's. Uh, spaz? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spaz? Phasma? Poncha. Poncha's neighbor out of his house. Asshole. Okay. Asshole. Okay. Um, my favorite line <laughs> is when they're tied to the tree and he's like, Are we headed for a waterfall? Yep. Mm-hmm. Short rocks at the bottom? Probably. Bring it on. <laughs> Booyah! Lava <laughs> bite. Okay. And your favorite tertiary object? Um, when we, my, my favorite scene uh-huh. is the diner scene. Okay. When, when Kronk is cooking. Yep, it's pretty good. That's and my, my favorite favorite. tertiary object is Kronk's dick tent. <laughs> so when they're camping, he has a tent over his dick. <laughs> Just. It's a tiny, tiny tent and it only carries tent. his crotch. I'm like... Why does he have a dick tent? That's weird. <laughs> it's Kronk's dick tent. I'm glad nobody stole it. And I will... I'll yay this movie. <gasps> Shock. <laughs> Shock and awe, man. Shock and awe. Because my kids like this movie. Oh. Oh, he's feeling very sentimental. <laughs> he is. Um, Audra also yays this movie. Okay. She all The only detail she's given me is that her favorite character is Kronk, of course. And her favorite line is the poison. The poison for Cusco. Cusco's poison. Um, so, thank you, Audra. I'm going to put you under the yay column. She gets the rare five yays. Yep. <laughs> rare five yays. So, my favorite character is Kronk. Shocker. My least favorite character is Poncha's kids. Uh, Could have done that. without. Could have done without. Yes, because they're magic and it bothered me. In this movie of nonsense. The magical kids bother me. <laughs> um, my favorite scene is the map chase. Back to the palace. I just love that. <laughs> my favorite line is when Cusco fires Yzma and says, um, How else can I say? You're being let go. Your department's being downsized. You're part of an outplacement. We're going in a different direction. We're not picking up your option. Take your pick. I got more. <laughs> because it's just so assholey and it makes me giggle. Um, I'm going to have to go with my backup favorite tertiary object, which are the outfits that Kronk and Yzma wear when they go to the secret lab. <laughs> because it's what? <laughs> yeah. Um, and they have like, Yzma's has an E on it and Kronk's has a K on it. Like, why? <laughs> um, but I'm going to get this movie because it's good. 
Um, <laughs> I hope so. You fucking the plot is really ridiculous, and there's lots of things that don't make sense. But the dialogue is very funny, and the delivery of the dialogue, I think, is what makes it good. Like David Spade, they're is, all good actors. Yeah. David Spade Slayer. is a plays a very enjoyable snotty dude. He usually does. And <laughs> have you ever seen PCU? I or have. Anything he's been in. Tommy Boy, Black Sheep. You. I don't know if it holds up. I don't know. I meat tossers. Like, <laughs> I don't think you can find it. You gotta make. You yeah, that's, check that's, that's true. That movie. That's true too. I mean, I I pick Batman versus Dracula, so I really can't say anything. <laughs> you, you mean Doctor Acula? You pick Jack Frost too. Okay. Yeah. That's that's all we yeah, ever. There was there wasn't a lot of. That man. My favorite uh, line in um, PCU is, "Hey man, you snagged the bee." <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I tell this movie is good. It's and call me. It's enjoyable. If you have kids, uh, you should pull this one out because it's fun to watch. And uh, that is that. Oh, he's gonna be so sad when the grandkids don't want to watch. Carly, catch them. All right, please find us on facebookcom slash the underappreciated movie podcast on Twitter at unmoviepodcast on Instagram at unmoviepodcast dogs. You can email unmoviepodcast at gmail. <laughs> Is that right? Next yes. week on the podcast is John's face. <laughs> oh. It's like, shit, I don't remember. Well, shit. What, well, he we... did throw you off by He started. <laughs> what did I decide to pick? I yes. hope you remember. I recall 1994's Tombstone. Oh, snap. What did you pick? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. Tombstone. <laughs> you know, the one where the whore gets her face cut. What? <laughs> we'll talk about that next time. T O M B Tune. Tune. Starring Kurt Russell and and Michael B. And the great Michael and B. There's a lot of Sam Elliott. Okay. And, and Will Paxton. <laughs> and who plays Curly? Curly, Curly Bill. Bill? Uh, Judge uh, pa- No Powers Booth. Ah, Powers Booth. Who, his name is so awesome, they called him Powers. Yeah. Who names their kid Powers? The Booths. Yeah. It's an unusual name. The John Wilkes' family. Yeah. He started narrating, so I had to turn the song on. <laughs> oh. Come on, Robin! Route 6 has a 59. Oh. John's not looking forward to that. Shit.